What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. I'm Robert Wampler, and let's get started talking about the Jim Harbaugh extension. We're going to get to a lot of stuff today. We're going to be recapping the playoffs on Monday, uh, but today we're going to be previewing the national title game, talk about the Jim Harbaugh extension, and some NFL coaching rumors. So let's talk about this Jim Harbaugh extension. Now, a couple weeks ago, I was I was probably in the majority in saying, look, Michigan needs to fire Jim Harbaugh. Uh, he hasn't beaten Ohio State since he's gotten there. He's 0-5 since he's gotten there uh, against Ohio State. He does have a great record against ranked teams. But then I kind of started thinking about this. Unless you are Ohio State, Clemson, or Alabama, and unless you're Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, Ryan Day, or Meyer in the last few years of college football, you really have not had much success other than, of course, that dream team last year with LSU and Joe Burrow and Ed O'Dron. Jim Harbaugh is honestly held to an unfair expectation. He's expected to be one of the greatest programs in college football history every year, compete with them, beat them every year. That's what Michigan fans expect. They at least expect to be competitive versus that team. He's expected to win the Big Ten when he's in the same division as Ohio State. The Big Ten was certainly down this year, but normally it has teams like Penn State who who has really became a powerhouse in college football. It obviously has Ohio State. Last year, Minnesota is really good. Wisconsin is always really good. It's in a really hard conference, and for the most part, he's been very good against that conference outside of Ohio State. But here's the one thing about Jim Harbaugh that is really concerning for me as to why someone wouldn't resign him. Look, when you look outside of his bowl games in which half of his player opted out, and you look outside of him playing Ohio State, in which not a lot of teams have a success playing against Ohio State, he's been a really good coach, and that's been a really good football team. There's not a whole lot you can do if you're Jim Harbaugh other than beat Ohio State and win a national championship. Now, I will say some of it he has certainly brought on himself. Some of it Michigan has brought on him by giving him these big extensions and all this money. But at the end of the day, he's a good football coach, and there's not really anyone else you're going to see take that position that is better than Jim Harbaugh. Maybe Lincoln Riley, uh, outside of outside of Ryan Day, Davos Sweeney, and Nick Saban, the only other coach I would argue is better than Jim Harbaugh, is maybe Lincoln Riley. I mean, we just saw Gus Malzahn get fired after this year. Michigan hired Jim Harbaugh to an extension, and Gus Malzahn has had success versus Alabama. Jim Harbaugh hasn't. But I think the reason we saw this extension is because clearly Michigan sees something in him. I understand, uh, you know, there's all sorts of memes about this. Ohio State fans are happy and everything. And I get it. He, he has had success for Ohio State. But Michigan fans that are upset about this, I urge you to find me a better option at head coach. And I just don't think there is one. And and before you bring up someone like Eric Bieniemy, you bring up someone like Urban Meyer, you know those guys aren't going to go into Michigan. Not that Michigan is a great program, but part of it is because of the pressure that automatically comes with being a Michigan and coach, which is, hey, if you don't beat Ohio State your first year, every year that you don't beat them, the pressure starts to build and build and build by the fans and by the media, and he's going to be let go. Because for Jim Harbaugh, let's take last year out of it, because last year was uh, an extremely tough year for anybody. I understand the top three programs, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, stayed together, but really not a whole lot of other programs uh competed at their highest level of what they could have been, and including Michigan. So if you take out last year, what Jim Harbaugh has done in his previous years there, 
has been nothing short of remarkable. If you take out the Ohio State games and you take out the bowl games in which his team was sitting out because they were meaningless bowl games, he has had a really good career at Michigan and an extremely good record. And I don't think anyone would be able to dispute that. So I used to be on looking at a fire Jim Harbaugh. Now they did let go of Don Brown, which I agree with. I think Don Brown uh, had extremely shaky defenses. They'd be really good sometimes, but other times, like last year, they just, they just give up so many plays, especially in the back end. So I agree with this decision, and I think it's going to pay dividends for Michigan. I think Michigan fans, you got to look at where you were at before Jim Harbaugh. And I'm not talking about the historic teams you had with Desmond Howard when he won the Heisman and when he won national championships. I'm talking about where you were at a couple of years before Michigan, where, by the way, you didn't beat Ohio State then either. So I think Michigan is held, or Jim Harbaugh is held to an unfair standard, and I think this was a good extension for Michigan. All right, let's talk about this national title game. So Ohio State is going to play Alabama in the national title game. Funny, I was just talking about the top three programs, of course. It's going to be Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama in the national title every year, outside of LSU. And and just to sort of preference, how elite these those three programs are. If Ohio State were to win it this year, I'm not saying they will, but if they were to win it this year. Since the college football playoffs started, two national championships have gone to Clemson, two have gone to Alabama, and if Ohio State wins this Monday, two have gone to Ohio State. Only one has gone to one other person, LSU, and that was, of course, that junior team last year. I, I And I, not to go back to the Jim Harbaugh thing, but I just think it's an unfair standard and unfair expectation. But let's go to uh, this national title game. So when you look at these two offenses, very high-powered. Uh, but but let's sort of break it down by, by position here. You look at quarterback play. I love Mac Jones, but I th- you got I mean you gotta give it to Justin Fields in this one. He may even be the number one quarterback going to the next year draft. Who knows if if he plays great against uh, Alabama's defense? You look at the receiving core. I love Chris Olave. I love Garrett Wilson, but this goes to Alabama with the Heisman winner Devontae Smith. And potentially Jalen Waddle, but you still have Mitchie even if Jalen Waddle doesn't come back. Look at these two running backs. Contrasting styles, but still very productive. Two of the best in the country. I'm going to call it a draw. Based off what I've seen out of Trey Sermon these last few games, if he plays that way against Alabama, uh, he may be the best back in the country. And Najee Harris is very good as well. So I'm, I'm going to give the running back a draw because Najee Harris has certainly, be more, has certainly been more consistent. But what I've seen out of Trey Sermon these last few games is is, is, is outstanding. And I also got the defense. The back end and the secondary of Alabama is certainly better than the back end and the secondary of Ohio State, which is not something you would say on a yearly basis. Alabama always has great defensive backs, but Ohio State, in my opinion, is uh, DBU. I just think they have the best defense backs year in and year out, and this year it's just not the case. Uh, Sean Wade was a great slot corner last year. He, I don't think he has been that this year. He's not a slot corner anymore. He got moved to the outside, uh, which has been a rough transition for him. He's been very hot and cold this year. Uh, and he's probably going to have to go up against Devontae Smith. So the back end, I would give with Patrick Sertan, i give that to Alabama. When you look at it from this other perspective, though, the front seven of Ohio State, I would say, is certainly more dominant than the front seven of Alabama. Uh, so, I mean, it, they I would say these two teams have strengths where the other teams have weaknesses and vice versa. I just think these two teams are a great match. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to pick Ohio State in this game simply because of the fact that, look, if you can, if Justin Fields plays the way he did against Clemson, and I understand that's a tall order, but if he does, 
I don't think I don't. There's not a doubt in my mind that Ohio State will win this game. Nothing against Mac Jones. Nothing against Nick Saban. But uh, these are two very good programs. Arguably the two best programs in college football history. And I think Ohio State is hungrier. And I think they're ready for this game. I'm going to pick Ohio State in this game. Not to mention the fact that uh, when you look at Ohio State, this is just to sort of go off people that are saying, well, eight games shouldn't win you a national championship. Well, as far as I'm concerned, if you beat the number two and number one team in the country back-to-back, when those two teams are Clemson and Alabama, who have dominated college football in the last few years, who else is going to beat Ohio State? They deserve to be national champions if they win the, if they win these two games. All right, and lastly, I just want to uh, touch on these rumors with Urban Meyer going to these these rumors with Urban Meyer potentially going to Jacksonville, and it sort of raised an interesting question. But Urban Meyer, as good as a coach as he is, one of the reasons I really uh, am, would would be excited for that if that potentially happened, Urban Meyer would be able to turn around Jacksonville. He's turned around Bowling Green. He's turned around Florida. And he, when he came to Ohio State, it was a mess uh, that year pre- prior that he got there. I'm not saying he would take Trevor Lawrence. I'm not saying he would take Justin Fields. But he would definitely think about that strongly. And he'd have a clean slate. First of all, it's not New York. The pressure is not as high in Jacksonville as it is in New York. I think we can all acknowledge that. You have the number and overall pick. Very tempting. You can either choose Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields to start your franchise. There's tons of great offensive linemen in this year's draft. Tons of great opt-outs that will be coming back, and there's going to be all sorts of people on the market this year. Let's say you trade the number and overall pick. I'm not saying there's going to, but th- this raises an interesting question. He can take some guys off the market. I think there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks on the, on the market available this year. I think Sam Darnold's going to be on the market if he wants. I think that there's going to be a lot of people available, a lot of skilled players, a lot of weapons, a lot of receivers, and a lot of offensive linemen to really start that. Uh, rebuilding of that franchise. And I think if there's a guy that can do it, it's Urban Meyer. So uh, I'm very excited to see that, and uh, we'll have to see what happens there. All right, well, this was sort of a short episode, but thank you everyone so much for listening to Red Zone Radio. I'm Robert Wampler. Uh, have a great day, everyone. Enjoy the rest of the playoffs. I'll be back on Monday to recap the playoffs. Have a great day, everyone, and God bless.